I suddenly held his shoulder and I was like stop in that quick second I think I noticed that the reason I couldn't feel my right leg was because I saw my knee towards the left and I saw my ankle way towards the right after that I have absolutely no memory Hi there I'm Kanika Batra I'm so excited about today's episode because today I'm sharing stories with Sneha Kapoor Neha is known as the Indian salsa princess who was the first person to put India on the international map for salsa. Also a Guinness Book of World Records title holder for the most number of flips in a minute. 39 flips to be exact. Celebrity choreographer and reality dance show queen. She's featured on multiple seasons of Dance India Dance, India's Got Talent, Nach Palli, Super Dancer. Jhalak Tiklaja and also just one second place with her team South Kitha Livers on season 7 of Dance India Dance. She's choreographed for films like Hijack Heroine, Byomakesh Bakshi and many others and also acted in a feature film called Project Papa that was released in April 2018 across seven cities in India which was also the film made by me. Yay! <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Beyond all this however she's also one of my dearest and closest friends someone who is very very much like a sister to me she's an amazing daughter an amazing sister to her twin neha and is also one of the kindest human beings that i know so i'm super excited because i know that sneha has a ton of stories to share but today specifically sneha i want to hear the story about um how her dreams of dancing were almost instantly snatched away from her in a moment in the journey of the struggle and the victory that followed take me through that night from your eyes what happened that night so it's on my way back home with a friend on a kinetic honda to be specific and uh, i clearly remember telling him to go slow because it was also 11 o'clock in the night hmm. so i know that we were going slow and i think the only memory i have of that evening was I suddenly held his shoulder and I was like stop and uh, after that I have absolutely no memory so I think when they got me to stand up um I could feel my left leg I couldn't really feel my right leg so when Jeez. I looked down in that quick second I think I noticed that the reason I couldn't feel my right leg was because I saw my knee towards the left and I saw my ankle way towards the right but i told them i think you should make me sit down because i'm not okay hmm. and then i told somebody can you help me get my phone i want to call my mother cuz she know what to do and she'll come get me when my mom came i think the first thing i told my mother was i'm so sorry and she was just like no it's okay you'll be okay and then i think the doctors told her that her leg is broken in such a way that it cannot be fixed here hmm. it needs surgery it's not something we can push back and you can use a ambulance and take her somewhere better so i think that was the most horrible 15 20 minutes of my life at, on that day was because i felt each and every bump and every little gravel on the road and i was in excruciating pain so they i think they put me on some painkillers and i think eventually i cried myself to sleep in that hospital room and then in the morning they came and got me uh, took me in for surgery you know it had shattered so badly that there were fragments everywhere so that's why surgery yeah. took longer than it should have my fib broke mm. closer to my ankle and like completely shattered so there was bone missing 
uh, and the tip broke in two places. Where were you at this point in your dance journey? Yeah, so I was actually hitting my peak towards the end of 2007. We went for the World Salsa Championships in Orlando mm. and we made it to the semi-finals. Mm. And a lot of people there told us you guys have so much potential that you could stand a chance to win and take home a trophy the world has yeah. the finals wow yeah. yeah so that whole year was actually planned yeah uh, and i had a lot of travel i think multiple tickets were already pre-booked uh, hotels were booked because there was no stepping back out of that plan yeah and i think that night when i met with my accident i didn't realize it for a while but i think that's when it all changed because i remember when a lot of people came to visit me in the hospital i would see them and at a drop of a hat me i would start crying yeah because most of them were from the dance community yeah. so when they saw me i could see it on their face yeah. that oh no like yeah. look at the states me yeah. has in so when you got home from the hospital um how did you process all this did the thought stick with you that maybe you won't be able to dance again so i think when i first got home i was not in the mood to talk to anybody and i was struggling a little bit actually mm. with the crutches i was actually a little bit irritable and stuff till i think my mother told me now this is what it is mm. now we'll take it one day at a time it will get easier but it's nobody's fault now you're here so now we'll deal with it get through it one day at a time and everything else will start coming back to normal it will feel normal sne so don't worry about it yeah so i remember there was a transition period when pity party sort of became let's just party through the pity what was that transition moment it's all it's just a mindset if you change your mind mm. and you be positive i think a lot of things can turn itself around and then i remember just very light heartedly telling the doctor that don't worry when all of this is over i will frame my photo and you keep it in your hospital and be like this is the girl who used to dance and then broke her leg and when everybody had a few doubts she told everybody that she will dance again and i will be that patient of yours and so you can tell other people when they break their leg that if she could do it you could do it that's amazing but i do remember one of the driving um, factors towards i think the mind change was to start doing things normally hmm so it was first going to wash your hands or then going to use the bathroom literally it went up a notch by having a shower by yourself without being assisted i think that's what then gave me on a very subconscious level the confidence that it's okay that i have crutches yeah. i can still do everything for myself hmm. i'm getting better every day yeah. i don't really need someone to hover around me to so it was like sure micro I... progress yeah get micro. to the bathroom yourself yeah yeah i did it got to the bathroom i can get mm. to the kitchen Gym. yeah i yeah. did it i can carry my own plate to the dining table yeah. i can do it with one crutch i don't need two all the yeah. time yeah. i can do this yeah. so i think when my mom got home from work one day uh i was just like see what i can do and then i showed her and then all i got yeah. was a sound blasting first because she was just like your doctor specifically said for the yeah. first 3 months you're not even supposed yeah. to try then you had uh, two other surgeries yeah i think you went back for a surgery they said your bone hadn't yeah. joined again and you had to go through two more surgeries so yeah. when i thought i was getting better and things were going fine my x-rays started seeing opposite hmm 
so i think every month or every two months i would have a doctor's visit and then there was no difference in my x-rays mm. while they were taking me in i had the same bottomless pit feeling like i had in my first surgery mm. and everybody made me feel so comfortable but mm. you just get there's like a different sort yeah. of scared and nervousness yeah. that somebody feels and i just felt it all over again yeah and i had no reason to panic no reason to cry but i started to panic mm. and i started to cry yeah. and it's just hospitals are just it makes you feel weird i can't explain the feeling yeah, yeah. helpless just, yeah so you i went to mercy in, of yeah, people who you don't, don't know, know and yeah and you don't know what yeah. will happen so it's scary actually and then i think i finally met dr sanjay pai hmm so surgery number 2 didn't help you at all it was finally surgery number 3 that did the deal right um and that was 2 years later so did you feel like giving up on your dreams in the middle i did uh, india's got talent on my broken leg you're kidding me you did india's got talent on your broken leg i did india's got talent after my second surgery hmm i wanted to see if i still had it in me if i could still dance hmm. and i just thought that that was a great opportunity because that was the first time that that yep. show came to india yeah i told my mother that the first season of anything is always the best yeah. because you have the chance to explore they also don't know what they're looking for the experience is always less stressful yeah and it's the most fun because everybody's experimenting together yeah and she my mother was dead against it she was just like you heard what he said if at all you twist something by mistake fall on it by mistake yeah. just like i promise you nothing will happen don't be so negative it was more just to see if i could still do it if i had what it takes So I think that was probably like how you asked me did you ever want to throw in the towel? Yeah. I on a very conscious level I don't think that was ever there. Yeah. But probably it was fluttering around that maybe if you had to give it up start thinking of what you do next. So I think me when I got to know that India's got talent was coming I think for me that was the deciding point. Hmm. Okay, if I can get through this that means once I'm fine yeah. I'll be able to get yeah. back. let's just see how much i can take but when i did that show i felt like i was doing everything i could do even before my accident it was just mind over matter wow i struggled during that show because my leg started to hurt a lot hmm. i did promise my mother that as soon as i felt something was not feeling normal or it's taking a toll on me you i will back out of the show hmm. uh, but i didn't back out of the show <laughs> cuz i don't know how to quit yeah for me th- I think again very subconsciously it was probably something in my head telling me this is your chance to do trial and error mm. if it will work if it will not work and then yeah like I said I did struggle on the show my leg did hurt a lot uh while doing one of the tricks in our routine I actually fell mm. and for my very good luck that was running mm. in those two and a half years I actually fell on my right side on my right leg mm. So I think it was just probably a sign from God telling me go slow. Hmm. Uh, because I was in a lot of pain for a day. I didn't get out of bed. But I think after a day I felt a little better and I was just like we've come so far. We're in the finals. You got into the finals of yeah. India's Got Talent. Oh my god. You wow. can't back out now, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And I I'm somebody I think which is a good thing I feel, which is a good thing I know. I've never left anything incomplete. Did I don't you? like to not finish what I start. So you got into the finals. You didn't win. No, we came second. You came second. What a victory! 
so you persevered through yeah. that dream you persevered and you pushed through that dream right and that then became sort of a turning point where you said whatever comes my way i'm going to fix it i'm going to fix yeah, this like yeah i became a little bit more confident that i can do this i've still got what it takes yeah so when i get back on my feet and i know i will one day yeah that i i have a place for me i yeah. know i can still go back to where i was then when i came back was when i met dr sanjay pai and i think out of all my doctors um i really would call him that guardian angel that god sent to me because what he was proposing to do to fix the injury was really major it wasn't something small and then he told my mother give me the permission now that i'll take a small piece out of her hip and i will fix it in her bone mm. and then the recovery process will be faster mm. for her leg the only thing she might need another couple of months to get back on her feet because she'll have to recover at her hip mm. he changed the rod completely the screws the way it was placed he created a fracture in my bone which allowed what was not joining to join mm. and then it took me about 6 8 months to get better and then finally i think my last appointment which i didn't know would be my last appointment so then he was just like yeah so now you go so i was like yeah i'll go <laughs> so then he was just like yeah and then don't ever come back and show me your face <laughs> so i was just like what yeah. and he was just like yeah don't come and show me your face take this x-ray go show it to your mother you wanted to jump you wanted to dance and all of that please go start doing it do it slowly but you can start doing it but don't come and see me again you come and see me after a year it took me some time for it to actually sink in i don't even think i called my mother immediately because i didn't know what to say to mm. her and i think in the i think after a couple of hours i called my mother then she came home and she was just and she wanted to look at the x-ray because mm. she couldn't believe it i think she was like it's joint are you sure he said it's joint i said ma he told me get out and don't show me your face till a year until this date almost every time i visited bangalore mm. I have always gone and seen him. Wow. And invariably I've always actually taken an x-ray because my leg still hurts when I dance sometimes and sometimes mm. the pain is unbearable. So sometimes I also panic and be like is something going wrong suddenly mm. after 10 years. So then he finally told me can you please stop seeing me mm. because your leg is doing fine. Mm. The rod is doing fine. Mm. The pain is just your bones memory. But what a beautiful pain to have, no? Yeah. Imagine when you're dancing on stage in the spotlight and <laughs> with 50 dancers, you know, in the background <laughs> and then your leg hurts and it's a reminder of what you possibly could not have done. Yeah. And you're doing it. The bottom line is you're killing it. I'm having lots of you're fun. You're having a lot of fun and you're yeah. killing it and you're doing what you've always intended on doing. Yeah. And this um period of 2 to 3 years that came could have actually completely shifted the trajectory of what your life is today. Yeah, I would probably not be a choreographer in Bombay. I probably mm. would not have done work on mm. national television. But the life I have right now is very I would say I'm very blessed because a lot of things have come my way and a lot of people have come into my life that probably would not have been in my life if all of this had not happened. Yeah. But I think after everything was done and dusted and i got back onto stage i think i suddenly felt a sense of responsibility, responsibility. Hmm. so i think a lot of people then started writing into me because then they saw me on tv on tv also they spoke about it here and there and they were just like you've inspired me to get back onto my feet some of them were dancers some of them were not dancers 
but because of something that they went through they decided that we'll take another path and let's not do this and i got a lot of messages that said that you know i'm i stuck I'm to the course because of you my path and i'm going to walk down that path because if you can do it then i can do wow. it too your test became your testimony it did actually it did yeah so you know when we're going through tough stuff we very very rarely are able to see the reason why now that it's been so many years do you know why god put you through that to tell my story and to help people tell theirs or help people get back on their path i really feel so like when every and when anybody ever asks me do you regret sitting behind that friend yeah. on that bike that on that one day? decision that yeah. could have i could have just said i don't want to go things. out i want to go home yeah or i could have said oh let's take a cab or go in a rickshaw but i i don't regret anything i today i see that whatever happens happens for a reason hmm and it's true you might not understand it but there is a plan it. yeah hmm. there's a plan and sometimes the plan is much bigger than what you could you, have even thought of yeah, yourself for yourself yeah even if it's for dreams for yourself yeah. i do think in line with the bigger purpose you know of what you're actually doing today and how you're living your dream because exactly yeah. like you said sometimes we have dreams for ourselves and we think they're really big right yeah but we limit ourselves by structuring those dreams exactly how we want to and yeah. that there's always a bigger purpose and sometimes shit hits the roof or something comes our way which forces you to either pause or yeah. change course or steer the direction a little bit to like just take you actually the route that you're meant to be you know yeah, so yeah i probably would have never known that i actually enjoy doing television yeah I like being in front yeah. of a camera yeah. rather than working yeah. behind the camera. And you would have been behind the, you know, you would not have been ahead of the curve because you wouldn't yeah. have that opportunity to do the first season of something yeah. that everyone was getting an opportunity easily to do. Yeah. So just, you know, think about how your life could have played out had Actually, this not happened. Yeah. So I don't regret any decision I've made, but I think when I told you I was faffing away one year. Yeah. and then around that time bbc from bombay called me regarding jhalak jhalak dikhata yeah and they called me almost every second day and so i told them that i've done a lot in the latin world but i can't come on national television and make a fool out of myself because i don't know how to do bollywood right. i'm not a bollywood dancer so i don't know how to think like that i don't know how to choreograph or dance like that so they were just like don't worry we'll help you and i think after a month of going back and forth i was just like I'm so sorry. I don't mean to string you along, but please I can't do your show. Hmm. Maybe I'll go start learning Bollywood. I'll do it next hmm. year. And they said, "Oh, okay, with a heavy heart." And then I think my mother heard one of those conversations, so she came and told me. Actually, if it wasn't for her, I probably would not have said yes to the show. And if I had not said yes to the show, I would not have moved to Bombay. Hmm. Because she told me, "What do you stand to lose? Hmm. You'll go there." you'll try it mm. you might not be good at it you might fail and you'll come back but that's the worst that can happen you'll come back you'll come back here you'll come back to me i'm your a blanket to fall back on your house is here you have food on the table here your friends are here is it that bad mm. and she says i think about what all you stand to gain and so then that got me thinking so she was just like what's the harm in trying because one day you'll wake up and you'll say what if 
this is that moment amazing so go now so that one day you don't wake up and say what if you can say yeah. i tried yeah that reminds me of this yeah uh, this talk i was watching the other day and you know this it talks about this girl who's always playing this thing called the what if up game with herself mm. so in your scenario like we would say okay what if you know and we think of the mm. worst case scenarios like what if i fall flat on my face what if no one likes me what if i look like yeah. an idiot what if i fail what if yeah. my leg is not okay what if i hit bombay mm. and then you just switch it and you say okay let's do the what if up game mm. which is what if i really enjoy it yeah you know what if i'm beaming on stage what if my bollywood gets better and better, better yeah. what if i get to be known yeah for bollywood what if so on and so forth then that's so i think a great way to switch flip the game yeah. around a little bit and see the possibilities that could come from a very seemingly yeah, scary, scary situation. situation so thank god for your mom yeah. i think mom and sanjay pai were crucial to this healing journey of yours yeah and you know getting back in the game So now tell me. I've learned a lot of lessons from listening to you, watching mm. your story play out, mm. right? Through that period that you went through and now in hindsight because they say hindsight is the only exact science. So we have the benefit of hindsight with us and we can look back. Yeah. And say thank God for that journey because all of this played out the way it did because of that. Mm. So what were like the top two or three lessons that that entire experience taught you? I think the first lesson is um a lot of people will come a lot of people will go and i think your family is the only people who will stay and never leave hmm the other thing that i learned is a lot of people say the grass is greener on the other side and uh, now that I, i've been on both sides actually hmm and the honest truth is the grass is as green as how you want Not it to be wherever you're standing it's really up to you number 3 nothing is impossible because in the word impossible there is possible <laughs> i am possible i am possible yeah nothing is impossible along with nothing is impossible comes that failure is okay hmm It's okay to fail. If you're scared to fail, then you'll, you'll never, never try. try. And if you never try, you'll never no. know. And if you never know, when you're 90, you'll be banging your head thinking, yeah. "I should have sang at that karaoke competition, and I should have probably, yeah. you know, gone for that meeting. I should have I gone should for have India's yes. Got Talent." Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So you gotta try. You gotta try. If you don't try, you'll never know. And you'll never know. Was I a good student? Yes, a very good student. <laughs> Thank you, Snee. Thank you. I've learned so much from you, and I absolutely love this chat. Thank um, you, Kani. I had so much fun chatting with you. It was amazing, and I, I think it's very special for me because it's the first episode. Yeah. So I hope you take these lessons, and I hope you take the stories, and um, I hope you apply them in your life. And um, yeah, just keep learning and keep growing, and keep asking people to share their stories with you. Yes. And before you do that, log in to www.kanikabathra.in. Stay in touch with me. Type in your email address so that I can let you know when the next episode comes out. In the meantime, do what Bruce Lee says. Take what works, leave what doesn't, and add what is uniquely your own. Until we meet again, this is Kanika Bathra saying, thank you for listening.